Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Y'all ready to get into this word today? Turn in your Bibles, your iPad, your iPhone, or whatever you have. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 through 31. It's amazing that the theme has been echoed through all, um, through prayer, through Fanny's word on last week, and I'm going to continue to echo the same thing. Amen. What did I tell you to turn to? Amen. Romans 8, 28. I'm going to read down to verse number 31. And this is for, coming from the King James Version. Amen. Verse number 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Verse number 29, For whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Verse number 30, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Amen. Verse number 31 says this. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And now for a reference scripture, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 1. And I'm going to read verse 26 through 28. Amen. And this is one of the things, man, that we want our graduates and all of our young people, all of us to get to this, this realization, man, that if God be for us, there's no one or no thing that could be against us. And if you belong to him, he's for you. Amen. Never think anything else. Once you give your life to the Lord, he's for you before you even give your life to the Lord. The Lord is for you. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28 from the King James Version. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Amen. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him male and female created he them. Verse 28, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that moveth upon the earth. Father, we bless you today. We magnify you, God. We see you bigger than any situation any circumstance, anything that we may be experiencing right now, God, we see you bigger than all of that. Yes, we trust you in everything that you do. Now today, Holy Spirit, we need you. You're the great teacher. God, teach us this morning what you have for us to learn about you today. Open our hearts. We pray for the miracle of the sword that everyone here, four out of four, we're all good ground. And because of that, we're going to bring forth fruit in our lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold to your glory for our good. Father, we love you so much. We can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the matchless name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray in all the people of God. Shout it. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king.
Amen. I'm kind of excited about this word today. For a title we're going to use is just made in his image. Real simple, made in his image. Fanny did, she blessed me on last week when she was talking about, you know, we're, we're a shadow, we're a type, and we've been made in the image of the Lord. And what she didn't know, I had been preparing a message that I was going to actually minister dealing with that same area. But it was a little different. Then the, then the Lord started, you know, how he does that thing, he tweaks it. Amen. And he said, I want you to talk about his image because even on today, it's vital because we have a high school graduate or even for our young people, you need to know, even for all of us, that we represent the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You're just like who he is. You've been made in his image. And now, one of the things I wanted to bring out to is in, out of Romans chapter 8 and 28, you guys hear me talk about this all the time. We always talk about our destiny. What is your destiny? Well, the destiny for every believer is to be conformed to the image of his darling son. Amen. That's your destiny. That's the final thing. That's what he wants for us in the earth. He wants sons in the earth. Amen. So your destiny, our destiny is to be just like him. Amen. To be made in his image is what the Bible just said. We've been made to be just like him. I want to remind you and encourage you that you are an image bearer. Amen, somebody. Say, I'm an image bearer because you've been made in his image and in his likeness. Now, the Vines Expository Dictionary, it defines image as this. It says the word image involves the two ideas of representation and manifestation. Do you hear me? That blessed me when I read the definition. <laughs> representation and, and manifestation, the word image. Amen. It is the work of divine grace. Believers are yet to represent not something like him, but what he is in himself, both spiritually and morally. You don't just represent him. You are what he is. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. So let me, let me, let me explain this thing to you dealing with this image, man, because it, it, this thing blessed me. See, in biblical times, you know, they had kings. And kings were considered, them, kings considered themselves to be gods. Uh -huh. They even called themselves the image of God. Now, we're talking about the kings of the world. Uh -huh. Amen. They would call themselves the, the image of God. They had all authority. They could tell people what to do. They could tell people how to create different things. They ruled. Amen. They were the ones who ruled in that, that particular time. They had the authority to define what was good and evil. In other words, they were the ones that was in total control. So one of the things that they would do, they would make statues of themselves, which were called in the Hebrew, Salem, which is translated idols or images. Amen. But the Israelites... They didn't view their king as a god. Well, well, first of all, they wasn't, you know, I don't think it was God's best for even have a king, but they wanted a king because they saw all the other kings. But they didn't reverence that person as a god. In fact, listen, they were not supposed to make images of God, right? This is what God told them. They were not supposed to make images of, uh, images of God because God had already made images of himself. Because God had already made images of himself, he said, don't you ever make another image of a God. Because I took care of that way back.
back in Genesis. In the beginning, I took care of that. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So what happened in the garden, man, I'm telling you, if you want to know who you are, go back and read Genesis 1 through 3. That's everything. Everything is there. Everything is there. So in the garden, this is what took place. Mankind lost its original image. It broke the mirror. The mirror got broke in the garden. Amen, somebody. When they chose the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what they were saying, they wanted to create their own image. They wanted to be who they wanted to be. Amen, somebody. So God told them, listen, here's the thing, man. God said, be fruitful, multiply, subdue, have dominion. I want you to rule everything that's happening here. So in the beginning, this is how it worked. Listen, before Adam and Eve fell, before they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God put in them the creativity to create everything they needed. Everything they needed was on the inside of them to involve this humankind, to involve this world. So everything they would have created would have been good. Everything they created would have been good. Do you hear what I'm saying? So because of the fall now, listen to me, because of the fall and the knowledge of good and evil, now man is trying to figure out what's good and what's evil, but creativity is still on the inside of them. Do you hear what I'm saying? So now, man, even, you know, we go, we get have all these buzzwords as we go through life. So now in our society, one of the buzzwords, and we even got it in the church. One of the buzzwords we, we use is cre- creative. You know, and it's nothing, with, and listen, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Hear what I'm saying now, but we got to be careful of the things that we say and use in the body of Christ. Because, you know, people say creatives are, are like singers, musicians, and stuff like that. No, no, let me tell you what the original plan was. We're all creative. Because he created us in his image. So every single one of us are creative. So, man, sometimes we'll get to the place where we call these, you know, we call ourselves creatives to separate ourselves. What do you mean you're creative? I'm a creative too. Amen, amen, amen. Because what he did, man, in the beginning, this, 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 this son, this human being that he made in his image and his likeness, he said, I'm going to put in you everything you need to do to be great, to be wonderful. So to create the, the you know, the, uh, the airplanes, to create the speaker, to create sound, all that was put in man in the beginning because he was just like God. God said, I'm going to show you how to be like me. He said, I, I created the birds, I created the earth, I created all this stuff, but I created it for you. Now I'm putting on the inside of you the ability to create everything that make this thing work for you. But because of the, of, of the knowledge of good and evil, what happens to us, come on now, we, you know, man, man became selfish. So now when you create things, you're not created for the good of people. It'll be created for the good of you. 
revelation of a difference, and that's where the difference is. See, God created everything that he created and said that it was good, and he gave it to us. <laughs> he gave it to us, but now, because Adam and Eve got tricked, duped, to think that they were something that they wasn't, surely you won't die. When God told them that the day that you eat thereof, dying you shall surely die. But now here comes the enemy. Trying to think that we're trying to keep something from us that we already have. Man, that's what the devil does. He tries to keep things from you that you already have. So you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Help me, Holy Ghost. Amen. Because he already gave you a good thing. Come on, somebody. But he's trying to tell <laughs> He's trying to tell you your thing ain't good as it used to be. Amen. Fanny Pins is my good thing. Amen. She still got it and I still want it. Come on, somebody. Help me, Jesus. You were created to be just like who he is, to be created to be you. You're created in his image. So what happened in the garden, what took place was because of the fall, the second Adam had to come. Who's the second Adam? Jesus. And we want to be just like him, right? Because he's the center, the circumference, the base, the boundary, the balance, the beauty, the sum and the substance of everything our life is about. It's all about him. And we want to be just like him. Anybody would want to be like Jesus? We want to be just like Jesus. And what the enemy has done, man, and he's continued to do, but here's the thing about him, man. We, the, remember when we talked a while back we, when the Bible talks about we are not ignorant of his devices? He's a one-trick pony. He keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again. The only thing he's doing it is in different methods. Amen. So all throughout society, things change, you know. So now we got social media and the internet and everybody wants to be an influencer. Everybody want to be that. Everybody trying to get followers. To the young people, man, let me tell you something. Don't worry about your followers. Just worry about who you following. Amen, somebody. And the old people. Because y'all be tripping too. We all be, you know. You put something on social media, man, it's nothing but, man, good God Almighty, it's nothing but the enemy's trying to, trying, to, trying to deal with your self-esteem and uh, deal with who you are, trying to make you prideful or trying to make you sorrowful. If you didn't get but one like now, you all in the funk. If you got 10,000, you think you something that you're not. Talk about how many friends you got. You don't even know their name. Come on now. Ask them if you tell, <laughs> tell your friends you need some help. <laughs> Amen. We only following one person, man. Our, the, the one person we following is Jesus Christ. He's the main one. I tell you all the time, man. There may be times you may come to me and say, "Hey, Pastor, where are we going?" I may at that moment I may say, "I don't know," but if if, I, if 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 you don't hear me say, "I know who I'm following," you give me that crazy look, right? Because, like, Pastor, you something else you got to say. 
You don't know where we're going at the moment, but you know who we're following. Amen. And we're following Jesus Christ. We're sheep. Aren't we all sheep? I'm the lead sheep, man. Y'all just follow me as I follow Christ. John chapter 10, verse 27. Are y'all getting anything? John chapter 10, verse 27, from the King James Version. I just want to kind of clarify what I just said. Amen. The Bible says in verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I love this. Because this will answer some of your social media needs. You hear what I'm saying? My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Do you know everybody you following? Yeah. How about this? Everybody who's following you, do you know them? The thing about the Lord is that he knows us before we follow him. You're going to catch that on the way home. He knew us. Amen. And then in John chapter 10 verse um. Uh, chapter 10 verse number, verse 5 it says a stranger they will not follow but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers here's the thing about you and I we have to get to the place where we spend so much time with the Lord that we hear his voice and we recognize his voice so I'm not necessarily talking about an audible voice no I'm talking about the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you the Bible says that he will lead you and guide you into all truth but when you get into this word this word has to be into you and, and when other stuff starts, starts to come to you start to speak to you it'll give you a check in your spirit you say oh something just don't sound right about that Amen. I'm talking about in the world and sometimes even in the body. He'll give you a discernment to say, mm, I need to be like, you know, the Bereans and go back and, and check that out and see if that's true. There's nothing wrong with that. Amen. So our text today is coming out of Romans 8, chapter 28, verse, verses 28 to 31. Verse 28, it says, and we know that all things, somebody say all things, work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are called according to whose purpose? According to whose purpose? See, it's not selfish gain. It's not according to your purpose, it's according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son, that, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He foreknew us, meaning that he knew you before you knew you. Amen? Jeremiah 1 and 5, we know this. It says, before you were even formed in your mother's womb, Fanny hit on this last week, I knew you and I ordained you. You were who you were before you came to the earth. And I love what you said on last week. She talked about even, even in, in God's plan for man, he needed a male and a female. Amen. He needed human beings to bring other human beings into the earth. Here's the thing. He knew who these human beings were before that male and female even came together. Now, once the male and female did what they had to do, they had to learn to become mothers and fathers. That blessed me. And the only way you can do that is to, to, to have his image. Go ahead now. <clears throat> See, because the first image 
Listen to what I'm saying. The first image had in them the innate responsibility because of the male and the female to bring other humans in the earth and they had the innate responsibility to be a mother and a father. Because the only thing they knew was good. Come on now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But when the fall happened, Come on now. listen to what I'm saying. Now they lost the image of who they were now they have to learn how to become a father and a mother, and they learn it from the originator. He's the, he's the real OG. Amen. He's the one who created everything. Do you understand how that worked? That's why, man, the second Adam had to come. We needed another image bearer in the earth. Amen. So you were also, he foreknew you, predestinated you to be conformed to the image of his son. Now we're talking about someone who is born again to be the firstborn among many brothers. We're talking about believers. You hear what I'm saying? He knew who you were going to be. He predestinated you to be something. And here's the thing about that. He just knew. You know, there's a, there's a big doctor about predestination and, you know, is everyone predestined to be saved? No, I ain't getting into all that. It's a choice. Salvation is a choice that everyone has to make. Now, here's the thing I can say about the Lord, that he wishes that none would perish. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he wants to happen, but he, he has no, no control over that. Amen? Because we have to make a choice. Amen, somebody. So that means, though, I always want to reiterate this. Now, a lot of times we, we talked about you to be predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Amen. It doesn't mean that you're predestined to be a part of the fivefold ministry. Come on. Because when we done, we done, man, in church, we done, we done church people, you know, everything churchy. Right? So if there's a call on your life, it always has to be to be a, 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 a apostle, a prophet, evangelist, a pastor, a teacher. I'm telling you, that, that, that does not define sonship. I need to walk this one out. <laughs> Listen, that don't define sonship. Sonship is a mature believer, a mature saint that has grown up in the Lord, and now the fruit of the Spirit is evident in their lives. Amen. Maturity. And sonship has many, we see sons and daughters in the earth in many other places. Remember when I told you that you are creative? He created you to be? What if he created you to be a pharmacist? Amen. What if he created you to be an actor? How about that one? Or an actress? What if he created you to be a mechanic? Amen. What if he just created you to be the housewife? What if he, listen, the thing about him creating you, if you are a son, you represent him, and whatever you do in his image, God has put favor on it. not always and that's why we got to make sure that the people of God know that because we have to represent him in every every aspect of life he said be fruitful and multiply if that only meant to just add more people why would he use two different words fruitful and multiply be creative in the earth I want you to make, I want, listen, the Bible says he'll give us witty inventors. A creative made this chair. 
come on now. And it's supposed to be for our good. But what happens when you get that knowledge of good and evil, you trying to figure out what's good. So now we have, you know, we have all the stuff that, that people are doing for evil. Why? Because they have creativity on the inside of them. So to even our young people, whatever God calls you to do, if you do it as a son, you will prosper in it. I'm telling you, man, y'all know I like to talk about my father. I'm all over the place, but I'm okay because I got a little time. You know, my dad, man, he, he, he blesses me. I, I believe, and my mother, but my father, I believe he was created to be a father. Well, I mean, that was part of his call. He didn't necessarily know it, but he was just a father. So everywhere we went, people called him daddy. Come on now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now we're talking about a man with a third grade education, raised five kids in inner city of Detroit, and when he died, he didn't want for nothing. You know why? He was an image bearer. He was a son in the earth. So everything that he would put his hands to do would prosper. He would tell me, man, once I got grown, amen, you know, once I got, he could talk to me about some things. He said, man, there'll be some times I'm, I'm asking the Lord, what do I need to do here? What do I need to do there? Y'all were growing up. I had all these kids. You understand what I'm saying? And he said he would talk to the Lord, and the Lord would tell him this. Go do this. Take this and put it over here. Take that and put it over there. You know, you know, he was doing things that, man, and he had a third-grade education. He brokered a deal. Listen to what I'm saying. He brokered a deal for his church in Detroit, Palestine Missionary Baptist Church. <laughs> he brokered a deal for hundreds of thousands of dollars when they were trying to purchase a piece of property. And this man with a third grade, you hear what I'm saying? Third grade education, but he walked in there as an image bearer. He walked in there as a son and said, we need this building. What can you do to give us this building? So this man, this son in the earth brokered a deal that all the trustees with the education couldn't believe how he did it. That's what happens when you're a son in the earth. When you're an image bearer, when you look like him, amen, somebody. Are you with me? All right, let me get back. Let me go. That was my commercial. I get, you know, I get a couple commercial breaks. Amen, amen. What was the last scripture I gave you? Y'all doing pretty good. Y'all paying attention. Amen. John, Jeremiah, what was it? One in five. But here's another one in Jeremiah. How about this one? Jeremiah 29 and 11. Turn there real quick. Jeremiah 29, 11. He predestined you. He called you. He justified you. He glorified you. All that to become a son. So this story in Jeremiah, this is when Jeremiah was writing a letter to the Israelites, and they, they were exiled, exiled to Babylon. So you, you can kind of take this story and take this passage of Scripture and kind of superimpose it on our lives and, and deal with the, the, the saved people and then the, the world. Babylon was considered to be the world. Amen? So this is what he told the, this is what he told the Israelites while they were in exile. He said, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for the disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In those days, now he's talking to people that are in exile, right? In those days, when you pray, I will listen. Now, superimpose it to us right now. 
You're in the world, but you're not of it. Amen, somebody. And the same God that Jeremiah is talking to that was dealing with the children of Israel is the same God that we serve today. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. He says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Are you looking for the Lord? Here's the revelation of a difference here. Here's the thing about the Lord. When you, was, when you were not saved, he was running after you. He was looking for you everywhere, man. Everywhere you would go, he's looking for you. But once you gave to your life to the Lord, now he's, now he's playing hide and seek. Now you have to chase after him. We have to run after him. Amen. He says, and if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I want to tell him just, man, encourage each and every one of us. When you don't know what to do, I promise you, he knows. Look for your answer in the Lord. And sometimes it's just being still. Be still and know that I am God. He cares for you. Amen. He's going to take care of you. I don't know. I don't care what it looks like right now. He's got you. Amen. And there is no devil in hell that can pluck you out of his hands. Once you belong to him. The question is, do you belong to him? Come on, somebody. It says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. In verse 14, I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and will restore your fortunes. I will, I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, here's the thing about that. When you were born again, God restored your image. Because now you are hid in Christ and you back into the image. See, the reason Christ came was to show the image of God again. He wanted to show us how to rule. He wanted to show us how to reign. And the way you do that is with love. He came not to be served, but to serve. But when we love, when we broke that mirror in the garden, we want to be served. The knowledge of good and evil, man, you know, the dominion that you have now, you want it all to work for you. No, uh-uh. It's not supposed to work for you. You're supposed to be working for it. Amen, somebody. We're supposed to be serving each other in love. Because you're, you're the image, you, that's what he did. He loved us so much, he knew he was going to have dumb days. Well, well. Amen. The, the Bible says before the foundation of the world, the, the, the lamb was slain. He said, I got to give them a second image because they broke the mirror. They don't know who they are. They don't see me in themselves. So I got to send Jesus Christ to the earth so they'll see the second image. Yeah. The second Adam. Yeah. Well. That's why he's called the second Adam to redeem us back into who we, we're really supposed to be. Is anybody getting this but me? Ahead, <laughs> Amen. All right. Amen. Now, Galatians, two more scriptures. I'm going to let you go home. Amen. I'm going to get some soft, give me some, I don't know what, I don't know what you're going to be able to put on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, give me this. <laughs> he said, are you ready? Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Go ahead. New Living, uh -huh. New Living Translation. 
Amen. It says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the who? The son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The second Adam came so we can have our original image back, our original likeness back. But the only way that we can benefit from that is we have to be crucified with him. We have to be hid in Christ Jesus. Amen? Hid in him. There's no other way around it. Here's the thing, man. In order to do the things that God has called us to do in the earth, and I want to tell even the young people and even all of us, Amen. In order to do everything that God has called you and I to do in the earth, you have to stay connected to him. Yeah, you are a creative man. God has called you to, to do some wonderful things. All of us. The creator created us in his image and his likeness. If he created stuff, don't you think we have the ability to do it? But in order to do that, you got to be connected. Amen. In order for that Bluetooth to work that Elder Garfield is using right now, it has to be connected to this. If it ain't connected, he can punch on it all he want to. It ain't going to give him no sound. And what I love about it, just like the Bluetooth, there's sometimes you will be disconnected. There's sometimes in your life where you will be disconnected. Only thing I do is connect again. Reconnect, I like that, brother. Just reconnect. And once you reconnect, the music going to play again. Amen, somebody. Somebody say, stay connected. My last scripture, John chapter 15, and we're going to let you guys go home. Amen. Did anybody receive anything with this thing today? John chapter 15, verses 5 through 8. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. It says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me... And I and them will produce what? Will produce what? That right there, man, we can give the benediction. Y'all can go home. I'm going to read that again. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who rem remain in me, and I and them will produce what kind of fruit? Big old grapes. Much fruit. Now I like, the, I, like the, I like this last part. For apart from me, you can do no thing. There's nothing you can do without God. Here's the thing about that. There's some stuff that you may do, but it won't last. It won't last. And verse number six says, anyone who does, who does not remain in me is thrown away like the useless branches and withers. Such branches are gathered up in a pile to be burned. Verse number seven, though, but if you remain in me, the if, it's a choice. You have to, you have to make a choice to remain in, the God, in, in God. It says, but if you remain in me and my words, remember what I was talking about? You have to know about him. Yes. Through his word, through his teaching. Find out what God has to say about the things that you're going to deal with in, in the earth. 
Amen. Remember the keys to the kingdom? I'm giving you another preview. Amen. Remember I talked about the keys to the kingdom? He told Peter, I'm going to give you the keys. The keys are his word. That's the keys to the kingdom. So you got to have the word. And, and my words remain in you. You may ask anything you want and it will be granted. See, see, mm, we can't get it twisted. When you, when you remain in the state of the original image and you stay in his word, the things that you ask for will coincide with who he is. So everything that you ask for and it coincides with who he is, he's going to give it all to you. You can't act for crazy stuff and talk about you quoting scripture. Verse number eight, it says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. And this brings great glory to my father. Stay connected. Stay connected to the Lord. Amen. When you go off to school, go off to college, for us, when we go to our jobs, stay connected. Walk around the plant floor connected. Walk around that hospital connected. Wherever you work, it's McDonald's. Walk around McDonald's connected. As long as you stay connected, you will always be fruitful. He will always give you everything that you need and the things that you want because your desires will change when you, when you, when you have the original image. Do I have anybody that will testify? There's some things that you just don't want no more. But the things that you desire, he'll give them to you. Amen. Amen. The question is, what do you desire? Do you look like Jesus? Yeah, when you, listen, when you wake up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror, you say, I see that image. I see that likeness. And I'm trying my best. I want to look more and more like you, Jesus, every day. Amen. Close your, bow your heads and close your eyes. Father, we bless you on today. We thank you for your incredible, incredible son. We bless you now for the second Adam the second image bearer. And God, we want to be just like him. We want to get us back to the original image. We were made in your image and in your likeness. We were made to be just like you, Father. And your word says that even because we were made like you and he's our elder brother, Jesus, you said greater things we shall do because you go to the Father, but you left us here in the earth to represent you be the image bearers of you here in the earth. That God continue to be with us, continue to guide us. And that God, even we pray now that if there's anyone here under the sound of my voice that doesn't know you in the pardons of their sins, God, we pray that they just give and turn their life over to you. If there's anybody here today that's in a backslidden condition, the thing that I love about the Lord, the Bible says he's married to the backslider. Oh man, you can run away from him, but he'll always be right there with you. And the third and final, final thing we want to mention is, God, if there's someone here that's seeking a church home and looking for a place to worship, a place to fit in,
God, we're a young church. Hallelujah. We're having, having services in the tent, but you are here. Hallelujah. As long as you're here, we are in good shape, God, and we're going to grow in faith first and then in numbers. You have so much in store for NCL, God, and we just can't wait for it to be manifested in the earth. But the things that you've already shown and doing for us now, we thank you for it. So if you need to be part of a growing church, man, we want to welcome you because the Lord needs you and we do too. Father, we bless you now and thank you that the word of today is going to be sown and sealed in our hearts. Holy Spirit, thank you. Can anybody just say thank you? Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we do pray. And all the people of God shouted, Amen. Amen. You can go ahead and get your offering envelope together. I just feel like running. Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.